from the Ledger Newsroom in Lakeland, Florida, this is Backcourt Violation, our weekly podcast bounces across the basketball universe with your host, Brady Fredrickson. Now, Backcourt Violation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Backcourt Violation. I am uh, Brady here at the Ledger. It's been a couple weeks. Hope you had a good holiday. Uh, we're back to talk more basketball this week. I actually have brought on a special guest uh, today, <laughs> perhaps because he sits six feet away from me. Uh, prep sports reporter Roy Fuco is here. We're going to talk a little high school basketball, considering uh, I think districts are coming up what, in the next month. Probably they'll start playing those games. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Um, and so we'll kind of focus on the guy side or the boy side. Um, you know, I, Roy, so far from what you've seen, you know, people always wonder with the state finals being, you know, here in Lakeland, you know, is there a team right now that you could see in the county that would be good enough to maybe make one of those runs at the end of the year? Yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was thinking Winterhaven has a chance to make a strong run because they have Keyshawn Bryant, who came back to the area, and they have Dorian James, they're two of the top players in the county. Um, and I, I'm still high on them, but it's, it's hard to get a good read on them because they're they're nine and six, but they lost to good teams. They're undefeated against Polk County teams. Um, I think we'll get a better read on Winterhaven on Lakeland, fourteen and two. Their only loss was to uh, IMG Academy and then Arbondale earlier in the season. Um, they play next Friday, uh, not tomorrow, a week from Friday, and we'll start getting a better idea in the next two weeks on really where some of these teams stand. Now, they could end up just beating up each other, and the quality could be so good that um, when they get out of the county and start playing their teams and their classifications, they start beating teams, you know, so we'll see. It's kind of funny how this county works in terms of, you know, there's there's always a couple teams that are consistently, you know, good at sport here or a sport there, but in basketball... You know, a lot of times there'll be years where two or three teams that are good will kind of pop up in different places. And, you know, usually I know Bartow's usually obviously one of the teams that's always contender. They're down this year. And then there's Haynes City's another team that usually has a pretty good group that gets somewhere into the regionals. And they're kind of down this year. I guess what do you kind of, when you see the ebb and flow of those teams in the county, I guess how do you, is there a way to explain that? Or is it just sort of random in the way that it works? Well, for... For the most part, it's just you know the whole thing where sometimes you just have a you go through a down period of you don't quite have the athletes like you used to. I mean, Lake Wales typically had been the, one of the st- most consistent, strong programs in the county going back you know since I first came to the county in '92, uh, and they had uh, you know after they won the state title 2011, 2012, somewhere around there under Billy Washington. Yeah, you know, they've been kind of down a little bit. They just quite haven't had the talent they had, you know, for all those years. And um, but now they they got some young talent coming up. I, I don't know if they're going to make quite a run this year, but next year Lake Wills will be a team that looks like they've got the talent, the young talent on the way way back up. So it's just if you're not recruiting, which you're not supposed to, then it's it's a lot of it's a, the the ebb and flow of, of talent. Now, the good coaching will keep the teams competitive in down years. You see that with Bartow with Terrence McGriff when they don't have a Tony Bradley, but they're still the, you know, they're still dangerous on any night. Right, and it does seem like there are some times where, you know, you wonder in high school is it the kids that are carrying a team or is it the coach that's bringing the best out of the kids? And it seems like, you know, more often than not when you mention a guy like Terrence or coaches like that, they seem to find a way to get 
you know, the most out of a group that maybe doesn't have. And, you know, Tony Bradley's an outlier, obviously. There's not many <laughs> NBA kids that come walk into your gym for four years. But it does seem like this county has consistently had coaches who have been able to kind of be that guy who gets the most out of the kids. Yeah, I mean, Terrence was like that. Darren Collins, who stepped down at Lakeland to just be athletic director, you know, he was one. Uh, you know, there's been the coaches like that over the years. And, um, you know, that even on a, in a down year, they, you know, they're just going to be – you know, coached up, and you can sometimes see that sometimes even more on the girls' side when, um, you know, the the curve from like where the girls sometimes begin because they don't maybe play like the boys do to where they end up. Sometimes that's a huge you know learning curve where you can really see the, the coaching. And it seems like to me, you know, there's obviously Keyshawn Bryant is probably the top senior in the county right now, and he went away to a school up in, it was in West Virginia, one of the prep schools up there, I believe, right? Yeah, Huntington Prep. Huntington Prep, which is a big one that's had a lot of guys uh, who play in the NBA now who've gone through that one, but he came back. You know, he's probably the number one guy when it comes to people who are into the recruiting thing. Who are a couple of other seniors that are really having good years throughout the county? Well, seniors, it might not be as... um after Keyshawn, you know, Dorian James, but he already he already signed as teammate. Uh, the juniors, you know, you have two big juniors and um, Luke Anderson, who's getting offers from a lot of big schools, and uh, Nate Beamer from Arbondale, uh, another, and, and he could go football too. He's a really good tight end. So, um, you know, after after uh, James and, um, and and Brian, I think it's, you have to start looking at the juniors, um, and then even below that, I mean. Lake Wills has a freshman, Walter Clayton, who's going to be on everybody's radar for the next three years. And, and definitely basketball, and I'm hearing even in football. Well, mm-hmm. now we'll see. You know, and it's when we sit here and kind Oh, of, one more senior, um, Hamilton Johnson Frostproof. from Frostburg. Yep. He's been on the radar. He had some injury problems earlier in his career, but he's, he's having a really nice year. He's too. been around for it. He's one of those yeah. guys where you kind of look at it and, like, you know, I always think of guys in the past who fit that was Derek Brooks at Bartow. Felt like he was at Bartow for 10 million years, and and he's the same guy that kid at Frostproof. It just seems like from, you know, because I guess in Frostproof you could be an eighth grader on the varsity team so down there. Greater, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know when me and Roy will kind of jabber around in the office once in a while when it's down is that, you know, he's big in the history of – of Polk County because he's been around for how many years now? Is it 25? 25, yeah. 25. Wow. <laughs> so he's seen a lot, I guess. You now, you know, you're an athletic director at a hypothetical high school, and you can pick any head coach you've covered from the day you got here to now. Who's the coach that you would want to have your basketball program started with? Um, probably probably toss-up between – Maybe, you know, maybe three of them fall into that. I hate to have a single one up. Aubrey Whitaker from Lake, you know, from Lake Wales. Um, I've always respected the job he's done wherever he's gone. When he was at Lake Highland Prep in the uh, '80s mm-hmm. uh, at Lake Wales, um, you know the boys he took them to state three years in a row, um, and then even at you know he finished out at Frostproof, and he had that, you know Frostproof had some of their better years in recent years when he was there. You can. See the job he does. You know, Darren Collins is another one. Um, Jimmy, Coach uh, Jimmy Austin at Bartow, um, he did a really nice job at Bartow in the late '80s, early '90s. You know, won a state title. Um, you know, those three as far as old timers, and then you know, and the, it's funny calling Darren an old timer, even considering yeah, he just uh, walked away from it last year. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> well, he's been. I mean, I first met Darren when he was coaching at Sebring. It was like two years. He used to be Aubrey Whitaker's assistant at Lake Wales, and. You know, he coached Sebring, and uh, I think he gave 
like he beat Sebring. Sebring beat Lake Wales. Uh, they had like three losses in a row. Lake Wales, I remember in January of '93, and Sebring was one of them. And then Lake Wales goes on a run and goes to the state you know, championship game. You know, um, like I said, as far as new co- coaches, you know, I definitely have to put Terrence McGriff in, in there. You know. Right. No, and that's, yeah, I mean, he's always kind of, whenever I've talked to him over the years, he's always kind of explained how he does things as, you know, I think sometimes there's the way you kind of run things as a high school coach, and I think he tries to run it more as, as much as a, as much as you can, like a college program in a high school situation. I think that's where they've gotten most of their success is just that it's a, you know, discipline system type thing that it's just, you know, it sounds corny. I know they say that Florida Southern, not the Florida Southern way, but it seems like he's kind of got his own little Bartow way kind of growing there, and that's been... Yeah, and a, and a lot of coaches have that. Like, you know, you know, like I said, the more you start thinking about it, you know, other coaches who, you know, Don Grant at you know, Lake Wales, um, you know, he did a really good job at Winter Haven, took on to state, um, and he, he, it's more than basketball to him. If you're not doing the right thing, you know, he's kicked guys off the team or... Uh, yeah, both at Winter Haven and at Lake Wales that just weren't, you know, he expects them to do well in the classroom, be mm-hmm. good citizens, not hang around with bad people. So, you know, Don definitely would be one I'd want coaching, you know. Um, and, you know, you're talking about doing something with nothing, so to speak, in lack of a better way of putting it. Scott Williams, when he was at Lake Region, he's at a popka now. You know, Lake Region doesn't have this great basketball history, and they've had some tough years. Um, he took he took a mistake back in the mid two thousands, and you know he he got the most out of the talent, and players wanted to play for him, so he also gets the, the you know the athletes out, you know the the football players who might play basketball or something. So. I think that would have been at Lake Region. That would have been when Kevin Capers from Lake Wales and Florida's brother Marcus would have been at Lake Region around that time. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm, Marcus a little older than I was. So that seems like the same time frame. But either way, you're right. Lake Region's yeah. a team that. You know, you mentioned the, the, the Kathleen's, Lakelands, the Bartos, those types of schools that are always around. You know, Lake Region's one that, since I've been here over the last five years, has not been a factor in any way. Um, but for you now, I guess just when you think of from, like I said, day one to now, same thing. You know, who was the best player that you saw and who was the most fun player? Oh, the most fun player. That's the easy one. Is uh, Lake uh, Hank City had a player, um, Kevin Williams, whose nickname was Ghost. When he was on his game, he could drive. He, you know, real athletic. You know, could hit from the outside. He had a certain, you know, just something. When he, his game was on, he was just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you know, really great character. To you know, I, he, he was be one that you know, I'd pay money to see. You know, when his game was on. You know. Um, and then, uh, you know, the best player, probably probably McGrady. You know, I, I saw him as sophomore and junior years, and you could see, you know, that was he going to go to the NBA, be a Hall of Famer? No, I don't, you know, I would have said that. But, you know, if you would have said he's going to go even after three or four years of college, he's going to go to the NBA, you, know, you, could see, you could see that he had that court vision, you know, um, that you know, he saw things that people didn't see, and you know, it kind of people sometimes say we well, didn't play hard on defense. I don't know. He played harder than than he, he kind of made it look easy. He kind of mm-hmm. glided. He also played like a guy that knew that he couldn't foul out. You know, he couldn't be off the court. You know, so that even carried. Um, I mean, that even yeah. carried with McGrady in the NBA. With people always have just because his demeanor was such a like blah type of thing out there that it was just kind of like. Is he even trying? But when reality, yeah, I mean, you don't, 
you know, you don't do what he did in high school and then even, you know, going away for his senior year and then, you know, go in the NBA and have that success. Yeah. They, um, yeah, then, you know, some, sometimes some of the more fun players to watch, and, you know, weren't necessarily stars, but they, they, they were good high school basketball players. They maybe did the little things, had certain, um, you know, the certain way they played that was, that was fun to, to watch. I mean, like, Will had a guard. Um, they called him Bebop. His name was uh, point guard on the 95 team that went to state. Bebop is a very 1995 nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jabari Lewis, his name was. And I don't remember any other point guard doing it, but when someone would get a rebound, he would always say, make a noise like this, some kind of no- sound. And it was smart because then he al- he always got the outlet pass real quick and he could lead the break up the f- field. Yeah, you know, we'd just say woo or something like that, you know. And I don't remember any other guard doing that, but that always sticks in my head that he did that. And 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 he would and like Will would you know go down and he was you know didn't have a big outside shot, but he was great defensively and he did a great job getting them into their their offense, you know. And uh, so you know he does he's not some kind of legend that that's going to make on an all time team, but he was a good guard. He probably made. I don't know, maybe, probably made at least second team all county that year. Right. And this is one thing that, this is the last one, this is something that always fascinates you at the college stuff, and I know it kind of plays into high school a little bit, is that when you look at these smaller colleges in particular, because at the Division One level, everyone's playing the same game most of the time, unless it's the mid-major and lower, but people always talk about the Northeastern style of basketball and the Midwestern style of basketball, and then there's the Southern, like the Southeast where we're at, where you know the game is physical and athletic and fast and you know maybe the shooting and the skill isn't there but the you know it's such a kind of you know strength power you know speed type of game from when you know you started doing this to now have you seen the way high school teams here play change or has it kind of remained similar in the ways that they kind of played in the 90s to where they play now it seems to be the same i mean you know the Polk has athletic kids and the, the coaches try to take advantage of them each coach has their own style and how you know they do how much they emphasize defense and how much they emphasize the inside game you know when Keith Jones coached at Lake Wales no matter who he had if he had six four post players or six eight post players you were getting the ball inside you know so uh from from that standpoint it's it's you know that you see subtle differences but the the good teams have always been up and down the court and and there's and and I've heard the criticism of that that they all they just run around well, no. If you watched like Haines City when Darren uh, led Haines City to the title in two thousand two, I guess it was. You know, they were up and down the court, pressure. You know, fast break. But there was there was rhyme to the reason. You know, right. there was organization. Right. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't go that far. You don't go. You don't want to stay title just by running. There's there's you know you're in the right spot on offense. You're in the right spot on defense, making the right you know and doing the little things. So and you, and you can see that you know and um, and the good teams will do it, and the bad teams are just running around real fast. So they, <laughs> they they just make mistakes faster, you know. Right. <laughs> well, that's all I got today. Uh, thanks, Roy, for taking a couple minutes to talk. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, I'll have more of these interview type ones because, believe me, I think they're a hell of a lot better than the ones where I'm just talking to you for ten minutes. Um, but I'm Brady, and that was uh, Roy, and uh, this was backcourt violation.